JT Smith of the Front Office News. Back again for another podcast. We have a very special guest today. Um, if people have been following, we've been having a couple couple surprise guests lately. It's picking up. We got the Cincinnati Bearcats wide receiver coach, Mike Brown. Not to be confused with the Cincinnati Bengals owner, Mike Brown, guys. So, Mike, how you doing today? Doing good, man. Doing good. How's everything? Can't complain, man. Appreciate you having ha- um, jumping on the pod with me. Going, going to have some fun. Uh, jump all, going to jump all over the place a little bit. So, but we're going to start with um, just how how are you doing? How are you preparing for this snowstorm? You're supposed to be getting any any hour or any minute per se. Listen, man, I, I've been all over town looking for a shovel, and uh, I ain't been able to find one anywhere. <laughs> so. I can't say I'm I'm overly prepared. We actually got some pretty nice neighbors though that, that allowed allowed us to use theirs. But other than that, man, we just kicking it, man. Me, the wife, and my son. Uh, we had today off, so I'm um, just enjoying this time at home and you know buckling down and enjoying it, man. I feel you. Yeah, the snow seems like it's supposed to be getting the white death any minute. So I got minute. one. I got one shovel. <laughs> so <laughs> but I'm gonna have my oldest out there with me. He just don't know it yet. So. Yeah. <laughs> but uh so like just the the climate i mean the climate or everything like you know you guys had a very successful season um arguably one of the best seasons in uc history like how how special was it to be a part of that as a whole in um i'll, I'll piggyback on something else after that but how was it to be you know be a part of this historic season yeah man it, it's uh Man, it was a blessing, man, and it was so much fun just to be a part of um, so many different circumstances, obviously, with the way the world has been going over the past basically 12 months. Um, you know, our guys really showed uh, a lot of maturity, uh, showed that we had really good leadership and um, guys that, you know, at the end of the day, when the ball's put down, they're going to go and compete and they're going to fight for one another. And it's just, a, man, it's, it's just um you know, it's just a testament to, to the things that Coach Fick has instilled in the team, has instilled in the staff, man. And just he, he you know, it starts up top with his leadership and the culture that he set. And I think the guys are really taking that to heart, man. And I'm just blessed just to be a part of it, man. It was a lot of fun. And I'm just looking forward to continuing to build on it. So, like, with with that, like, how special the season was, how much of an adjustment did you have to make on, like, your coaching style just to, I know you probably could only have so many people with you at certain times or et cetera. Like what, what kind of, how, what kind of wear and tear was that for you to kind of adjust and move on the fly? It was tough, man. But uh, I, I think the most important thing that we always had to do was keep things in perspective and, and just understand how blessed we were just to be able to play, you know, and yeah, we had to make some sacrifices and it, it was tough at times that, you know, we, we had, you know, at one time we could only have, you know, seven guys in a meeting room wow. um, as far as my at my position. And, you know, total at my position with with everyone included, we got about 17 guys. Now, a couple of them were out and injured. But, you know, and then there were other guys who later in the year, you know, we had to scale back numbers even more. So um, there were guys who would have to meet us at practice and not even be able to come to the meetings. And we have to do virtual meetings. So. But the guys, the, the thing that just impressed me, nobody ever complained. The guys never blinked and they came out and they competed. They did what they had to do. And um, so it was an adjustment. It was an adjustment for all of us, man. But, uh, you know, I, I think we handled it pretty well, um, given the circumstances, first time going through it. And, uh, 
you know, obviously we, we had a pretty successful season. So it was fun. Kudos to you on that, man. And then I know a lot of people that follow the program know it was a lot of change in that room, you know, from the previous year to this year. So how did that have an effect on, you know, getting to meet and learn, you know, your your perspective or per particular players? You know, you had a lot of turnover and stuff like that from last year to going into this year, um, you know, with, you know, the pandemic going on. How, how were you able to adjust and, you know, learn everybody yeah. and stuff like that? <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know, I think, I think I kind of was seven new guys in the room. So it was, it was a bunch, a bunch of new faces. Yeah. Um, it was a good mix though. We had a couple of, you know, graduate transfers and then we had some true freshmen. Um, I thought that our graduate transfers did a, a heck of a job just coming in and still kind of filling into a leadership role. And then some of the guys that had been around me also filling into those leadership roles and those guys just um, bonded together and messed together well. And it just goes back to, and it, it just reminded me the importance of during recruiting as you recruit, you're not only recruiting talent, but you're recruiting people, right? Guys that will yeah. fit in the room, guys that will, you know, mesh and bond well. And I think um, that's one thing that we did good with this class that we brought in. Everybody bonded really well. Um, and, you know, those guys supported one another, yeah. fought with each other, like I said, and it just made it so much easier, right? There were no real egos. Yeah. Sure. Guys got frustrated here and there, but, um, you know, there were no real egos in there, man. And all those guys really wanted to do was win. And so whatever it took to win, those guys sacrificed a ton. And um, it's just a, it's a compliment to those guys, man. Yeah. And then, um, like, just to piggyback on that, just you guys made a heck of a big jump last, like last year as far as explosive plays. I know, you know, Desmond Ritter had a lot to do with that. But how proud are you? Uh, of the guys that they just they, they took the bull by his horn no matter who was out there Pierce was hurt or um, you know you guys shuffled a lot of guys on the field on a consistent basis and you guys kept making big plays how proud of you of those guys to be able to you know do that take when their number was called make a play or do the blocks you know make the right blocks or etc it was good to see man I'm glad you said the blocking part man that yeah. was that was one part that uh, I thought really jumped off to me was the effort um, and blocking and the difference between this year and a year ago. And um, I thought we made some strides there. And, and I've always told them that, you know, when you do those things, the ball just finds you. It just yeah. does. It always finds you. And, um, you know, very, very proud, man. We, ha we have a next uh, next man up mentality, you know, so we had some guys that were in and out of the lineup because of COVID, because of you know injury because of yeah. a bunch of different things but um you know all those guys are ready man we had true freshmen we had true freshmen that started yeah. you know the first four games of the yeah. year and then we had some <laughs> true freshmen and a true another true freshman who made a big time uh catch during a two-minute drill to go and win the conference championship so um it's good to see those things but again it goes back to the way that they prepared the way that they practiced you know they've been it, it was like they'd been there before because we put them in those situations time and time and time again in practice and um, so it's good to see, man. I think we came a long way over the, over one year. I think we still got a ways to go, but I'm really, really excited uh, just about the future of our offense. Um, but then uh, obviously the, the future of our room as well. And um, as you mentioned as well, man, Daz Ritter was lights out, man, down the stretch. He was playing some really, really good football, man. And, you know, when he's playing like that, we're, we're a hard team to stop. So yeah. I'm excited, man, excited to get to run it back and uh, do it again this year. Yeah, him, him staying was huge. And then, you know, you guys return a lot of a lot of ballers from from that receiving room. I know how, how, how excited are you be able to 
the you know get get to put your hands on these guys one whole year in you kind of know what COVID is you know last year it was all new pure new at least you know like stuff is starting to get a little bit better you know with this vaccine etc you know how happy or excited are you to be able to get your hands on these guys and they kind of know what this offseason is going to look like for you I'm really excited about spring ball, man. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't get spring ball last yeah, year, which yep. was another thing. We got four practices in and then it was shut down. Yeah. You know, so now we got all these new guys. We got these freshmen. We actually got a mid-year guy that's coming in. So um, we'll have a chance to, to really, truly develop, right? I, I mm-hmm. felt like everything kind of got crammed in um, during training camp last year. And, yeah. you know, it was, I had to teach all these new guys, all these guys a brand new offense that they never heard before on top of them hearing me coach the way that I coach that they've never been coached by me before. So now, you know, we kind of got the first year under our belt and I, you know, I'm looking forward to um, us having the opportunity to make some strides this spring, man. So I'm just more excited about spring ball than anything um, because that's the next thing. That's the next thing that's up, man. And so that's where all my focus is and uh, just getting a chance to go out there and then just watch those guys compete and, and continue to get better and better every single day, man. So I'm excited. And then with spring ball, do, do you guys have like a schedule set yet or kind of know how that's going to look this year? Not yet. Not yet. Um, okay. It's not set in stone yet. There's a couple of different uh, options that we have. I know okay. we're, you know, waiting on some things to go through, but um, okay. we'll have one here pretty soon. All right, cool. Look forward to that for sure. And then like on it, we're going to hop to recruiting. So, you you know, you guys have been making splashes, um, you know, taking care of Ohio, Michigan, you know, the, the fencing states. But, you know, this last week or the week before, you guys tapped into Florida. You know, you got a young man coming in that's from Texas. Like, just talk to me about how how the brand of UC, you know, the, of the program with Fick and everybody, you're able to go grab that kid, young man from Florida, you know, or Texas. Like, what what does it mean right now just with, this, with the momentum you guys are getting and uh, just be able to go out those other states, like, how is it to be going, you know, how is it for you and how easy it is for you for you to be able to do that, I guess? Well, yeah, you know, I think the biggest thing that we will never, ever lose sight of is is the importance of what we call the state of Cincinnati, right? And that's yeah. everybody within a 50-mile 50, 50 radius. And uh, obviously, we're going to recruit the mess out of our home state, man, and, and everybody within this 50-mile radius and then extend it. And then we look at it as a 300-mile radius, which takes us up to Detroit, yeah. you know, out to Chicago, down to kind of Nashville type area. Yeah. And then we do go and we'll, we'll end up um, getting some guys here and there from Florida and, and places like that. And I think um, with the success that we've had, it, it you know, we got a little bit of momentum and, you know, you, you ask those guys, yeah, man, we watched you guys on TV. We saw you guys in the Peach Bowl. We saw yeah. you on, you know, we had some primetime games. And then, but again, man, that's just a testament to our guys and what they've done over the past few years. And, um, you know, that's the momentum that they've created by the way that they've played and um you know we're, we're seeing some of the some of the, the benefits from that so um it, it's just it's exciting yeah. you know now when you're talking to those guys um you know they actually know who Cincinnati <laughs> is or they've actually you know seen you on tv yeah. and, and and some of that stuff and um so it's exciting man it's exciting it gives you a nice little baseline and um, it does allow us to kind of expand our territories a little bit. But again, you know, the most important thing to us, um, first and foremost, is, is to take care of the state of Cincinnati, first yeah. and foremost. So, yeah, and you guys are doing a heck of a job doing that. Um, I know you've been here. This will be your third year. And uh, but since since, the, you know, the new staff is coming in, I think that that's something that 
everybody that's followed the program, you see, like, you know, essentially you guys are taking care of home, which now you see the winds piling up. Um, like, how is it, like, how are you guys received in this area now? Like, how do you like, see a difference from when you first, you know, when you maybe first came here to now, like when you go to like these local high schools um, to, to recruit these young men, I guess via Zoom, I guess now, but. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, man, I haven't really been out much since I've been here, man. We've been doing everything virtual, but yeah. not the response has been great, man. And um, obviously Coach Fickle has a, a longstanding relationships with a bunch of the coaches throughout Ohio because he's been in Ohio his pretty much his whole career um, in coaching. And he's very, very well known. And, um, you know, just that that foundation that he's built um, helps us a lot. And then on top of that, now we're starting to win some games. We're starting to, you know, we're keeping uh, these young men at home, uh, keeping them close to home, taking them from the, you know, the, the brand of football in Ohio is so good. You know, you don't feel like you have to go to all these right. other places to, to recruit people. Um, so, you know, when you got such a good brand of football, you want to take care of home. And when you do that, you know, you build those relationships. And then over time, those relationships just get stronger and stronger. And then the success of the program always helps it, man. So it's just fun, man. It, it's fun. You know, I had never really um, been in Ohio, never really recruited Ohio. Yeah. Um, being from because I'm from Virginia um, so it's been really neat to me just kind of learning the landscape uh, and then you know hearing you know how our coaching staff is received you know these coaches they know all of our coaches you know it's not just coach fit you know <laughs> so uh, it's fun man it's really really fun it's fun getting to know these coaches and again it's a great brand of football right here in the state and um, you know it, it gets uh, better and better obviously the more and more you win so it's exciting true and uh, the, so like with recruiting, now that you aren't able to see these young men face to face, like what's the adjustment that you've kind of made to like, hey, if you know, if you know this young man you want to see um, where you could go to a game before and see him, see how he interacts with his teammates, et cetera. Now you just got tape and then Zoom. Like what are, what steps are you taking kind of, hey, like if you, you find an interest to a kid that goes to the Sal or et cetera, um, what's the difference now with the Zoom and not being able to do the face-to-face. -face. It's tough, man. It's tough. But, but again, man, everybody's dealing with it, right? So yeah. it's not like it's just us. So everybody's kind of in the same boat. Um, you know, I think we have to do a really, really good job of being as thorough as possible, even more so, you know, than in the past, just because, like you said, we aren't able to see these young men, right? So yeah. getting them on Zooms, getting their families on Zooms, doing virtual tours and, I'm doing all of that type of stuff as much as we possibly can um, just to try to build that relationship, try to get the face to face like we have here and, yeah. um, you know, just do the best with the, with, you know, do the best with the, uh, the situation as we're given. So, um, but it's different, man. Yeah. And not being able to see a guy live is tough. You know, <laughs> we're hoping that we'll be able to have camps this summer. Yeah. Um, camps, that's so huge. hopefully everything opens back up and, you know, we're planning on doing our, our camp deal uh, yeah, come okay. June and July and, and during that time. So um, and that'll be huge for us, you know, yeah. trying to get guys to come to our camps and seeing them live. And um, so, you know, fingers crossed that everything stays on track as of right now. We're rolling. And um, so hopefully everything stays on track for that over these next couple of months and uh, we can get that part done. But uh, it's yeah. tough, man. Yeah. It's I, tough. Be I believe it, man. I believe it you know, go from, you know, everybody has a normalcy. And of course you guys are creatures of habit. You know how it goes after the bowl season, you probably lock in the, all right, recruiting's heavy. Then you're getting ready for spring ball. 
and then to have that taken away from you per se and then you know look totally different it's got to be crazy then you get the camps normally but late june july now that, that yeah. didn't happen you know i'm talking to the young men and everybody's like uh no nah, we just at home working out you know so yeah. can't do anything else um but yeah that's that's crazy but I hopefully that works out for you guys you know keep the momentum going and then you get some people you know on your on your uh, turf you ain't got to go as far <laughs> for a little right. bit right no doubt uh, for sure but um like you know with your your history your background man I'm gonna tap it we're gonna tap into that too um uh-huh. you know play play in the league a lot of people haven't done that like um for your experience you know how does that help you as a coach did you ever as a matter of fact what I'm gonna ask how, did you ever think you were going to be a coach, like while you were currently playing, like whether in college or in the NFL? Yeah, so towards the end of my college career, I, I kind of started to realize that I wanted to get into coaching. I didn't know what I wanted to do for the longest. Okay. Um, my parents, um, they own a convenience store okay. uh, back in my hometown. And so I always wanted to do business, right, something with business. I wanted yeah. to kind of start my own business. Um, you know, do something with business, right? So I, yeah. so I did my my degree was in business. I did finance simply because I like math okay. and I was good at math. Um, so I did business finance. And then towards the end of my career, I ended up adding a minor of coaching just because I knew I kind of wanted to get into some coaching. And, um, you know, the way I arrived to that was that I knew I loved football and I loved helping people. And so for me to put those two things together was coaching. And, um, you know, so... I'm glad it. I'm glad I realized it when I did because it completely shifted the way that I looked at the game, the way that I, you know, carried myself, and um, you know, just the way that I heard things in meetings and and, and all of that type of stuff. So, um, it's been good, man. It's been a, it's been a good little ride so far. Yeah, you, you got the you know you got the coach at your alma mater. Um, you know, did some research, man. You you were killing it there. So like you went from being a receiver to a quarterback. Um, do you think that experience of like just knowing so much on the offensive side or a ball, did that, did that translate to like how you coach now? Cause you, you know, your receiver, you know, dual threat quarterback and now you're at, you know, in the receiver room, how did that translate to coaching and stuff like that? Absolutely, man. So when I, when I went to college, so when I went to Liberty, yeah. I uh, always met with the quarterback because I went there to be a quarterback. Okay. Right. And, and so the only time I was really at receiver was during practice, right? Okay. So during team periods, I was the second string quarterback. So when the ones were in, I was playing uh, receiver and then the twos come, I was playing some quarterback, right? Okay. So, but I always was in the quarterback room, right? So okay. um, now our receivers coach at the time, his name was uh, Charlie Scholaski. You know, he would give me some things here and there because I wasn't able to sit in his meetings, but just yeah. kind of teach me some technique. But the majority of everything that I was doing was just off of, natural just kind of ability or whatever um and so having the quarterback's perspective made playing like from a mental standpoint made receiver easy right because i knew when the ball was coming to him i knew what the quarterback was looking for and so me and the starting quarterback obviously were on the same page with a lot of things which is probably why i got so many balls thrown to me but uh (laughs) so that was good man and then um transitioning back to playing full-time quarterback now I also understood, okay, you know, when do I want this ball put on me? Where do I want it? What's the yeah. timing? What's the tempo of the ball? It, it just gave me a, a totally different perspective of that. And then, you know, fast forward into my coaching career, you know, now I'm still looking at everything from a quarterback's mentality, okay. right? Yeah. But then also, 
when I was in Jacksonville, I had a really, really, really good uh, wide receiver coach by the name of Jerry Sullivan. He's like the godfather of all the receiver coaches out there. And he's been around forever. Um, and, and he was a stickler on technique. And here I was coming to him as basically a college quarterback trying to figure out, like I had never won against press coverage really. So oh, wow. I was in the spot all the time. So my first time going against press coverage, like on a consistent basis was against the best in the world. Yeah. And so there were a lot of things that I had to, I had to learn and I had to learn it from scratch. And so now I'm able to teach it from scratch because I had to learn it from scratch. Right. Yeah. The good part about it was I didn't I didn't really have any bad habits because I was just going out there yeah. on natural ability. So um, so now, you know, taking that stamp, taking it from a standpoint of the technique part and teaching my guys that, you know, has been a big benefit for me because I didn't know anything. So I'm going to yeah. assume they know nothing and, you know, give it to them from there. Um, but then also having the quarterback background just kind of um, allows me to explain the offense and, and and teach them the the whys of what they're doing, not yeah. just the what's. So yeah. it's been a it's been a benefit for me. Nice, nice. Well, my, my, another question is going. This is on the light side. Is anybody like since you're, you're a younger guy, has any of your receivers like called you out, or you got to try to show somebody something because you know your background? They know. They know. <laughs> They know. They know. They know. They know what time yeah, it is. They know what time it is. Nobody's ever said anything. Too I, crazy. I went out there. I've been out there a couple of times <laughs> with a couple of them, man, and um, just doing some, you know, footwork and, and drills and things yeah. like that, running some routes and showing them some things. But uh, they know. They know. And they know. I have to every once in a while I pull out a couple of clips and just let them know. Hey, man, look, I used to do this, man. Yeah. So, uh, but no, we, we always, I tease them all the time and I tell them I'm the best route runner still right now out of oh, all no. of them. In the world. So <laughs> I nice. tell them that probably on a weekly basis, but, nice. um, but yeah, man. That's cool. So like just in general, um, what do you, like when you're not doing football recruiting, um, like what, what does Mike Brown do just on a, on a regular day? Being a dad, man, being a dad and being a husband, man, trying to figure this thing out. Um, now, nah, just just spending time with my wife, man. And, you know, we don't get enough time to do that, you know. Yeah. And so just whatever we can do, you know, whether it's here in uh, Cincinnati or, you know, we go away for a weekend or something just to kind of get away. But just spending time with family. I'm big on family. Yeah. And then whenever we get, you know, some extended time off, we'll either go see her family who's in California or my family in Virginia. Okay. And um, just kind of kick it, man. But uh, I don't do too much, man. I like to fish. Okay, uh, fish. Okay. I like to fish a little bit. And then uh, anything competitive, man. So I love playing cards. I love playing basketball every now and again. Right. Um, you know, anything competitive. All right. Nothing wrong with that. My wife was a basketball player, so she still thinks she can beat me one-on-one. But So you can't, can't yeah. let her get any wins, man. No. Nah, won't, won't be able to live that down, right? I never. Uh-uh. No. Can't do it. <laughs> So you gotta throw you gotta throw her stuff over the fence occasionally. She good man, like she played in college. So she oh damn, so she could, she she tells a story about we. She says we played one time and she won. I don't remember that, um, <laughs> but she can't beat me. Man. She, she can't, can't beat me. So, nah, she's good though, man. She's a good player. She got some lockdown defense. Like we play pickup, and I would pick her like like legit, not just because like, she was my she girlfriend at the time, but like I wanted her. <laughs> And then I would make her guard the best person on the other team. Make sure her do all like so she was defensive yeah. specialist there, huh? Yeah, yeah. She locking, nice. she locking down. So that's what's up. That's what's up. 
So like with like <laughs> with that, so you guys have a competitive house household. So y'all y'all what, what kind of card games you like to play? Spades. Yeah, I'm a spades dude. Spades, too, man. man. We play spades. We play this game called Boure. I hit the Boure. Yeah, man, Boure. Stay away from it, man. It's dangerous. Really? It's dangerous. Yeah, man. Dangerous. Yeah, all my family plays spades, man. My wife ain't good at spades. That's the one thing that like, she can't play it. So it, it hurts when we got everybody over. I really can't have her be my teammate. Yeah, so she, my, see, my wife, she's from Cali, so they play dominoes, right? Okay, yeah. So I had yeah. to kind of get her, I had to get her onto the space, so she's, she learning it, she getting better. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, we, we, uh, that's a, that's a thing in my family, man. Cards, it's yeah. big. So. Yeah, understandable, definitely understandable. So, like, with, like, do you guys like to travel? I mean, you know, you say, you know, she's in, from Cali and you're from Virginia. Uh, do you like guys like to travel at all? Just like. You know, when you do get that free time, I know you like to go there, but like any other places you kind of like to reset at? On yeah, places? man. We, you know, we actually had a just took a trip down to um, to Florida, went to Disney. So that was oh, good. Nice. Man. It was good nice. to get a little get away a little bit. But um, she loves the beach, man. So wherever is some there's some water and yeah. some sand, she's good, man. Yes. So, um, you know, whenever we can go, we you know, we try to find different places uh, just to visit okay. and just kind of go from there, man. So. Cool. Are you a, a big TV guy? I mean, I know you don't have as much time all the time, but any like shows you watch, any movies that you consistently watch when you get a little bit of me time per se? We watched. Um, so overall, no, I'm no, not okay. a TV person, right? All right. But uh, obviously, over this whole uh, pandemic, we had a lot of free time, so we watched Money Heist. Money Heist was really good on Netflix. Okay. We watched that. We watched All American which that yeah. just started back up. So yeah. my wife's been on me about uh, starting to watch that again. A yeah. um, couple good movies here recently, man. American Skin was, was really, really good. I love nice. that movie. Same you got to see it if you ain't seen it. I ain't seen that one. I ain't seen you I put see that on my list then. And then uh, that's probably the best one I've seen here recently, man. But um, not not typically a big TV guy, but my wife will make me watch some things from here and there. So yeah, it's how it goes, man. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> I know how that goes. No doubt. Yeah, for sure. So that's and that's that's it, man. For real. Um, I appreciate you, you know, spending a few few minutes with me on a on a, a different uh Monday, you know, on President's Day. Um, Mike, man, greatly appreciate your time. Man, keep keep doing what you're doing. Uh maybe we could play some space one day, man. You know, yeah, I don't for know sure, what time. Let me know, man. Listen, man, don't let it affect the friendship, though, you know? Nah, it's all good. I got thin skin, man. I got thin skin, so it's all good. It's all good. Because if, if I get the rolling, I'm going to talk a little bit, too. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I love so, it. Love so it that's how it goes. Like, that's what I'm talking about, For man. sure. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Appreciate you having me, though, man. No, no real, problem. Man. No problem. So, man, until next time, man, we, get, we I'm going to have to get you in on spring ball or something then, man. Got to do that because uh, I'm going to need some reports, man. See how stuff going. I'm going to try to get up there, but I don't know how it's going to be this year. You know, normally it's you kind of can be on the sideline a little bit, but now, you know, with everything no doubt, going. It's so everybody yeah, uh, vaccinated out. We'll see what's yeah, up. Yeah, let me know, man. Let me know. All right. All right. All right cool. Man. Appreciate you, Mike. All right. Thanks, man. Final segment. I just want to thank Mike Brown for joining us for the 
uh, original segment, but we're going to hit on basketball a little bit. Um, the Bearcats went 2-0 and last week, have won four in a row after the 25-day layoff. They're now 7-7, you know, 500 overall and 5-4 and in the AAC. I want to say they're fifth in the AAC, so they went from the basement to actually being one of the uh, – being on the top, being in the top tier of the of the conference, you know, with these four these four wins in a row, so, you know, they came out, man. I think they just played as a team very very well, and you know it was ugly at first because they didn't have a full roster for the first two games, but the last two games, you know, those people, the Mama Diara and you know Zach Harvey have come back, and you know, it's made this team a lot deeper, a scrappy team playing light and day night and day you know better than i think they did before and they're finishing games and it's pretty cool you know you see micah adams woods finally get his stride for this season after a heck of a freshman campaign you got david DeJulia starting to um, pick up stride you know just mr stat sheet you know scrappy dude you, you know he's gonna make free throws at the end gonna make the right play Keith Williams, I think, is playing very, very good basketball right now. You know, since the comeback, I think he's playing, like, more within the system and just getting people involved. Even if he's not making the assists, he's getting at a hockey assist. So, I mean, you know, against UCF yesterday, he made a – he drew two and made a heck of a pass for a layup. I think it was to DeJulius. And it just was one of those plays that maybe before the layoff, you know, I don't know if he makes it. Maybe he shoots that jumper. But he got, he got his – he used his – influence to get one of his teammates an easy bucket in crunch time i think this team just is growing as a whole i also want to give props to chris volt last two games dudes played like a monster um had six six rebound no six blocks in one game eight and six and then i think yesterday he had 11 and seven so his quality of play is picked up which is great for the bearcats it makes it a lot easier um, for his team to defend and rebound if, if he's playing with force so uh just as a whole man i'm just proud of this this team and what they're doing you know um jeremiah davenport's been a steady influence all season showing a big jump from his freshman and sophomore year you know and you know as a whole you know the team is just playing well also and you know, i feel like i'm going all over the place but you know if you think about the game that uh mason madison that dude man onions made you know big three against temple i think the first game back and then he's you know last two games in a row he's made both free throws when it's counted and back against the wall um if he misses then maybe the team can come down and you know either you know at least uh take the lead if he misses you know but now now that he puts them up where they, they it's only a tie or nothing else can beat them unless they get like a three-point play or a four-point play actually so uh I mean, just for, as a true freshman to have the stones to be able to make clutch free throws, man, he, he just looks like he's going to be one of those guys that, that fans will love for a while. But as I say, like the, this freshman, these freshmen and sophomores, I like a lot. They're a young team, but they're starting to get it. And then I like how the older people are starting to lead, whether it's by play or just, uh, I think just more so about play, you know, where I think to Julius is more of the vocal leader, but I think Keith and Chris are kind of like just uh, follow me type people where they're playing very well, you know, as of late. And I just like the pace that they're playing at. Um, I think um, getting Mamadou back is huge, even though like he doesn't play a ton of minutes, but he's just an energetic dude out there. He can make a, make the, make the right offensive play and he's, 
he's bouncy. So um, it is good to see, man. You know, they they they're now have a chance. You know, if they keep keep winning, who knows? You know, before this, you know, three and seven, people weren't really thinking about you know five hundred basketball. You know, and you look at the landscape of basketball, a lot of teams are under 500 you know, teams that you're used to seeing winning so for them to be able to battle back and get two 500 hopefully push it over after this that'd be great for the bearcats so uh just uh you know michael adams woods he, he got he earned aac um, weekly honor roll for his play last week that that article was up on the site check that out and then um also want to touch the women's women's team real quick they went one and one last week and uh Amari Thomas, she was she earned AAC uh, weekly honor roll as well. So that that just um, check that out. We got that up also. But um, while while the women's team is been, they've been struggling, that they they've found a few young young ladies that have uh, kind of picked stride. It just sucks that maybe they had a you know started off so rough. But um, I think next year they'll be in a, even though they'll be losing Amari Thomas, I think they'll be be in a decent position because a lot of young ladies had to play and play key minutes because of all the injuries they've had so we'll see how they finish out this season um if they, if they go put it together maybe in that conference tournament they maybe shock a few teams we'll, we'll see what happens though um and then i want to give my props to uh to my interns you know uh neil meyer and justin summers they've both been covering a lot of games you know for the site so they've been doing their thing and then neil he's he's taking a covering volleyball by the horn so i don't know much about volleyball but you know he's actually teaching me a little bit um and uh i want to say audrey adria i don't say her name right oliver she um got the aac offensive player of the week uh for the conference and uh i know he's planning on writing something up about that real quick but um he's been doing his thing so if you've been checking out the site all the volleyball stuff He's been the one that's been producing that content, so that's all on him. So make sure you guys check that out. And then uh, Bailey, Bailey's been doing a heck of a job shooting a lot of the games. So those pictures that you guys have been liking, it's all Bailey. But uh, make sure y'all got shut up the front office news. And that's it for this last segment, guys. Until next week, I'm signing off.